We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here back with another episode of the DTF podcast. We have a special recording today. On Wednesday night at 11 p.m., we went live on the field of 68, breaking down the biggest NBA draft decisions that were made on deadline day. I was joined by Terrence Oglesby. I was joined by John Fanter, my partners on the DTF podcast. And I was also joined by Jeff Goodman, who kind of ruined the show just a little bit, but we found a way to get it done. It was 80 minutes breaking down the biggest decisions from Zach Eady returning to school to Oscar Sheway heading to the NBA ranks to Andre Jackson coming back to Illinois players making all of their decisions to Dylan Mitchell coming back and everything in between. It was a really fun conversation to have, and we are going to dive into that right now. With 59 minutes and 59 seconds to spare, we welcome you to the Field of 68 After Dark NBA Draft Deadline Withdrawal Special. Good evening, everybody. It's great to have you with us. I'm John Fanta, joined by Terrence Oglesby, Rob Doster, and Jeff Goodman. And over the next hour, we will be teeing up the big decisions to be made, the big storylines on this day, the news cycle today has been absolutely absurd. But we begin this evening with the big news for a second straight offseason. The reigning National Player of the Year has announced he's coming back to his school. Zach Eady announcing tonight, everybody, that he is coming back to Purdue for his senior season. Rob Dalster, what does this news mean? It means that Purdue is going to be a team that we're going to be talking about all season long. It means they're going to be a team that is going to be competing for the Big Ten regular season title. It means they're going to be a team that is in the conversation for top five in all of college basketball. They basically bring everybody back from a team that won the Big Ten regular season title outright, that won the Big Ten tournament title and was a number one seed heading into the NCAA tournament. I know they lost to Fairleigh Dickinson. I know that the, the postseason was not something that Purdue fans want to remember. I know that Robbie Hummel was crying his eyes out after the first day of the NCAA tournament. But this is still a very, very good basketball team. And they bring back a guy in Zach Eady that T.O. is a perfect and a great ambassador for the sport of college basketball and everything that makes this sport what it is. 
Well, he, he's terrific. And another thing is, is now you put Purdue in position now uh, where those young guards are no longer young guards. They're all sophomores. Now you can figure out ways to get him, ball, get him the ball in different ways. This is massive, uh, not only for Purdue, but for the Big Ten. The Big Ten needs some love, especially in March. We've, we've talked about it, talked about it enough. I think it might be time uh, to really consider Purdue could win a national championship next year because I feel like that year is really going to help them out. Uh, John, I think the big thing, too, is Lance Jones transferring in. They got Miles Colvin coming in. Are they going to be able to get a couple of more guys uh, to West Lafayette to help them out? They lose Brandon Newman. They lose a couple of others, but it, it's still a That'll team. Be it. That's their roster. T.O., their roster is pretty much set right now. And, you know, listen, the, the, the question we're going to ask every year now is, can a guy like Zach Eady, can a team like that win a national title? Can they win six straight? Um, but I'm glad he came back too. Like, great kid. Uh, can make more money, probably. Should be able to make more money. Will make more money. Um, coming we, back, we talked about this with Matt Painter, Goodman. It's great for college basketball, that NIL, name, name, image, and likeness, the ability for players to be able to make money. It's made it so it's not a financial decision to go pro. Zach Especially Eady, for bigs. Yeah. Especially for these bigs. Yeah, Zach Eady made the decision that was the best for him as a human being. It was not something where he had to make a decision because this was going to be his chance to start making money. He can start making money now as a college basketball player, as the face of the sport, as a guy with a chance to win back-to-back National Player of the Year awards for a team that has a chance to win back-to-back Big Ten titles. I love this. I'm I'm, I'm really, really happy they're back. And, And Goodman... We saw what Zach Eady was and what he meant to West Lafayette and the, the, the person that he is. Him, Oscar Sheebway, like I, I love that those two the guys are the guys that are coming back as the reigning national player of the years returning to school. Two great ambassadors for their programs and for the sport. Yeah, the, the key is Braden Smith. He's he's the key fan. You know, can he, as Tio said, you know, uh, these freshmen are going to become sophomores and lawyer wore down he got hurt he wasn't the same and Braden Smith just playing wore down it didn't have enough help it really wasn't his fault and and now I think and you got to remember this was a kid too that had been hurt and didn't play in the preseason didn't play all summer because of an injury that he was recovering from so he had missed a lot of time I think that might have affected him too a little bit so I don't know how much more help he's going to have because Lance Jones is not really a point the transfer from Southern Illinois, but he's he's a veteran guard, and Braden Smith is just going to be older and more mature and haven't gone through all this. Well, let, let me ask you this because I'm I'm referencing uh, Borzello's roster updates. Uh, yeah. They only have. I would 10 take players. that and throw it right in the trash. Right in the trash. <laughs> but they only have they only have ten people listed. Is there somebody else coming? Like th- th- there's still time right now via the portal to add another body that could help out a little bit, at least when times get hard for some of those guys who are now hey, sophomores. Hey, T.O., T.O., um, all that NIL that Purdue had, it, it all went, to, went to the big boy. It just went to the big boy. They got nothing left. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all the salary cap is gone. That's right. It's gone. Here's the interesting dimension to all this because – we could talk about what it means for them from an offensive perspective to get enough consistency on the perimeter. And then you take into account that, that like you said, Smith and Lawyer were freshmen. You bring back Ethan Morton. You bring back Caleb first. And 
one of the unique things, Jeff, is that it's not like we're sitting here saying, well, Purdue is soft as can be. They don't play defense. This was a, a team that was ranked 24th last year, 24th in the country in Kempom adjusted defensive efficiency. But I, I think what this comes down to is we obviously know I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not any revelation. This team's going to be one of the best seeds in the NCAA tournament next year. Who are they when they show up? Will we see Matt Painter and the Boilers psychologically handle coming off the epic loss to FDU and put it all together? Because at the end of the day, it's national championship or bust. That's what it is in West Lafayette. Ooh, no. I don't know. They no, need to get to the no, Final Four, Phantom. No, that's Final what I Four think. bust. Final Four bust. They yeah, go to the know, Final Four next year. That that's they, Fanna. If they go to the Final Four, trust me, they'll still be okay. That'll be a successful year with what has happened the last few years in the NCAA tournament. And and here's here's the other thing about it is they were they were a year ahead of schedule with the success that they had last season. Right? A nobody year. a year. I'm not sure anybody saw they'd that get coming. Their period with that group. Yeah, nobody saw that coming, and it worked masterfully. Right in a league where they're kind of built for it. Now they they know what they're going to have to do, and it's not something where you know the the loss to North Texas right in 2021. They lost some pieces coming back uh, the next season. The loss to uh, St. Peter's in the 2022 tournament. They lost Jaden Ivy. They lost other pieces. They lost their backcourt. They had a freshman backcourt coming back. These are the same guys, so they know they're ready for it. They know what to expect when they get to March. And and look, I I I hear what you're saying. And I know the story of Virginia, and I know how you can sit there and you could draw those like parallels. But like, I, we haven't seen Purdue make that run yet, and I think we kind of need to see that. It's the same thing as Virginia, right? Like Virginia was that team that they were the choke artist that, that couldn't win the big game when it came to March, and then they found a way to win a national title. So I, I would, I would love to see that narrative uh, come saying, to fruition not, for Purdue. I'm not saying the season's deemed a failure. Uh, if if they don't win the national championship. I'm saying Zach Eady's coming back because the thought in, in mind is he's got a real shot to also win a national championship. Like that that's that's the only way that this team's gonna be thinking. Yes, yes and no. Zach Eady's coming back because frankly he's not a first round pick and he can make more money uh playing at Purdue than he can wherever else next year. That's why he's coming back. Purdue is still yes Obviously, they're thinking maybe you can win a national title, but I, I think realistic expectations are win four. Win four, even if they lost in the final four, I think it would be deemed a successful season next year. Hell yes. Of course. Hell yes. P.O., once you get to a final four, absolutely, because anything can happen in a final four. I'm with you guys on that. Yeah, you get to final four after that, it's just a roll of the dice. I, I think Purdue should be there. I mean, it's time, and for the Big Ten, it's it's time. You you need one. It's been enough years of mediocrity in the NCAA. You got to get the Hummel off your back. You got to get the Hummel off your back. This needs to happen. Like big, like <laughs> this, this is this is the Big Ten's year. This needs to happen. Well, <laughs> we're gonna say from now on, it's always get the Hummel off your back. <laughs> that's that's so good. That's Can we put that on a T-shirt, Greg? Hey, hey, G Wizzy, put that on a T-shirt, man. Get the Hummel. Feel the 68.shop. the 68.shop. That is literally, that is a t-shirt with Hummel like bent down. 
Oh, now you're going too far. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Like, no. Like, you know. The Purdue hat's gone now. Move on. All right. I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. So, we drew that. We made that comparison, right? Purdue lost to a 16 seed as a number one seed. Same thing Virginia did. Virginia went out and won a national title. Well, Oscar Shibway came back to school off of losing to a 15 seed as the reigning national player of the year, came back to Kentucky, and things did not get fixed the year he came back. So I want to know, what do you guys think is more likely for um, for Purdue this season, to have a Kentucky year or to have a Virginia year? A Virginia year. To have a Virginia year. Yeah, that's the more likely Matt, pa- Matt, Matt Painter's on those sidelines. That 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 would be the difference there. So I, I was I would lean more towards the Virginia year, but it, it, the 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 medium ten doesn't help them. Like it, it's time to like figure that out. Medium ten, I love that. Man, we got some good one liners tonight already. We're how many minutes in? Ten minutes in. We've already got a couple. We have, and we do have one comment that came in uh, to our YouTube chat that says that you, Jeff, are incredibly sunburned. <laughs> I, I'm really I'm tanned. I'm well tanned. Just an hour in a gunquit Maine. Look at how well I, I tan or, yes, maybe burn. There was another one that said that Doster's hair hasn't moved since April. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy, oh, ironically that's enough. That's true. Oh, man. That's we got to ban true. Bentley. We got to send Bentley, Bentley to Whaley Yuli. <laughs> so we've led with Purdue, and that's obviously huge news, and it's great news for college basketball. On the opposite end of the spectrum tonight is – the program based out of Lexington, that being Kentucky. This sums it up. Oscar Shibway, Chris Livingston, staying in the draft. Antonio Reeves, a sharpshooter, pulling out, but he's not yet committed to a return to Kentucky. So John Calipari will wake up in the morning with seven scholarship players, eight gone, one not totally sure, T.L., I'm going to go to you first. How concerning uh, is this for UK? Hey, look, it's a highly tatted recruiting class. It's it's not one of the stronger recruiting classes in the last 20 years. I think that's that that's one thing going into next year. Uh, sure, they're going to get a lot of tout. They're going to be a lot of people talking about them. But these freshmen are, are freshmen in the truest sense of the word, freshmen. Uh, I mean, th- this is not somebody like Paolo Banquero coming in and being 250 pounds out of the gate. DJ Wagner, good player, very slender, buck 65. Uh, Dillingham might be 145 pounds soaking wet. And even though Justin Edwards is really, really talented, he's also very much a freshman. And keep in mind, too, COVID year's still there. It's going to be tough sledding for these guys for a, for a while until they figure it out. Now, talent's there. All that's great and good, but they're going to get beat up a little bit, especially in the early part of the season. If I was Oscar, I, I, I'm not really sure what what the end goal is. Like they you, they've set up ways for him had to get paid. I, I think he had just had it, Tio. He yeah. made more money last year than he ever could have imagined. Yeah. Last year didn't go that well. I mean, remember he was benched at times last season. Yeah, he was benched at times, and this is a dude that, like, honestly kind of got the Kentucky Big Blue Nation back, right? Excited again for everything he gave. And nobody saw that coming when he transferred from West Virginia. Right. 
obviously they lose to St. Peter's that, that put kind of a stain on that year, but I think he was ready. I think he was just ready and the money didn't matter as much as just, I'm ready to move on. Yep. And, and is he an NBA player? I don't think so. I, I thought he had a hard time at the combine. Uh, this is a guy that's going to go over and hopefully be like Joey Dorsey playing for Olympiacos or Fenerbahce or something like that. He can do that. I, I think the NBA is just going to be a little bit too difficult for him because he's no longer the biggest kid on the block. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the big question, Jeff. John Calipari wakes up on June 1st and has seven players. How concerned are you about this with Kentucky? What? How should we view them at the moment? You just put out your updated top 25. They're 25th, and I was being laughable. Kidding. That's laughable, Goodman. They should be 50th. You're right. They should be 50th right now. You came. With how young they are in today's you came, college You came to the public pressure. You got scared of Big Blue Nation. Just admit it. No, I, I put them at 25. Honestly, I was, he was too busy whether- trying to figure out where he's going to put Arizona. So he, he forgot about Kentucky. <laughs> I wanted to put Arizona out, but I couldn't come up with 23 better teams than Arizona, <laughs> even with Caleb Love. We'll get to um, them. Anyway, let, let's get to Kentucky. Yes. You don't win young. Like we know this by now. And I remember having a conversation with Cal, the first conversation we had in about 12 years, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I said to him, it was when he, when he had Oscar coming in. Was that uh, two years ago? Um, Oscar coming in. And I said, if this works, CJ Frederick was in then, he was healthy. If this works, will you go with this kind of deal with, with transfers? And he was like, well, I, I got to see. I, I'm not committing to it yet. And I just don't understand like how tone deaf you've got to be not to understand what's going to happen. You went 0 for 3 today. today. Now, I know Reeves pulled out, but there's a lot of scent sentiment growing right now that Antonio Reeves is not going to play in Lexington, Kentucky. There's still a chance, but a lot of people think he's going to transfer. He's going to try to grad transfer. So your your team right now is two holdovers that I don't even know who the hell they are because they never played. And five freshmen that frankly, as Tio said, is to me somewhat of a flawed freshman class because again, you know, I love Edwards and Bradshaw. I've said it over and over and over again, and people will get tired of hearing it. I don't think Wagner and Dillingham are great together. I just think they're two ball-dominant, um, high-volume, low-efficiency guards. Reed Shepard, I don't know how much he plays. He's got to play, I guess, now. Got to play. Honestly, play? It, the fit to me doesn't really matter at this point, right? If you go back and look at the last two years, the average is right about 20 top 100 freshmen averaging 10 points a game. In college basketball, right about 12 top 25 freshmen averaging uh, double figures. If you look at transfers of the top 100 transfers, you get about 60 to 65 of them the last two years that have averaged double figures. Transfers getting old, that's the way to go in the COVID era where you can go get a 23-year-old as opposed to getting a 19-year-old in a class that is not that good. Like, Tio, you you made the perfect point, and this is all you need to understand about this situation, right? You got one of the best recruiting classes in the country coming in. If you took any of those those guys, any of those players coming in, uh, DJ Wagner, Robert Dillingham, Reed Shepard, Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw, would any of them be better than any of the three the three freshmen that Duke had coming in Zion's year? Would you take any of them over Zion, Trey Jones, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett? Because I don't think that I would. Would you take any of them over the guys that they had Paolo Bancaro's year, Mark Williams, any of those guys? It's just not the same 
not all five-star recruits are built the same. And I think in an era where everybody is trying to get older, where success has proven to come from getting older players, look who just won the national title, junior uh, Andre Jackson. You got a junior in Adama Sonogo. Your five-star freshman, Donovan Klingon, came off the bench, right? Alex Caravan, role guy, freshman that came in a year early. He was 20 years old. Getting older is what you're trying to do in college basketball. And Kentucky has gotten younger and leaned all the way into it and lost all the veterans. Like, I, I just, how is how is this going to work? Devils, I, I'm very Dev, concerned Devils, about it. Yeah, Devil's advocate on the two ball dominant guards. He's done that before with John Wall and Eric Bledsoe. Like, he's had that those things before. That these are not physically mature guards. That that's my biggest concern. I, they're very very talented. I don't let, let's not let that get away. I, I like they're very very good, but they are very uh, physically immature compared to some of these other guys they've had to pass. And to be honest with you, all those players that you reference from Duke and all these other places. But, but hypothetically speaking, here and, and then we'll get to our next topic. Like hypothetically speaking, if this goes down the pathway that it looks like it could go down, which is not good for Kentucky. Let's just say they're living life on the bubble. They find a way to make the NCAA tournament. They flame out again. At a certain point, do you not sit here and say, like, this is the definition of insanity. This is Kentucky basketball. We're not going anywhere. We we haven't made a second week of an NCAA tournament in a half decade. The standards here are better than that. Enough is enough. Fanta, how long? How many times are you going to try to fire John Calipari? I think this is like the third <laughs> straight off season where you've tried no, to fire I'm John Calipari. Fire but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not like you're not wrong. You're fire him. Right? Like there, there's you're Kentucky. There should be a certain level of expectation when you are Kentucky, and I don't think that Kentucky has necessarily lived up to that to the last couple of years. Uh, well, and they, I don't think, and well, I, I they think haven't. They, they haven't. They haven't. And to me, the thing that I would be the most frustrated about if I was a Kentucky fan is that it's the the failure to adapt to what is working in college basketball right now. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. But Jay Wright, in his last 10 years as head coach, you know how many transfers he brought in? One. Four. Exactly four. four over the course of 10 years. You know how many Kyle Neptune has brought in this offseason? 24. <laughs> He's brought all, in four this offseason. All of them. It's it's the failure to adapt to what is working in college basketball right now. It's the failure to adapt to the way that teams are playing. Adapt like playing, or die, Rob. Adapt, adapt or, or die. die. Like you you play. They there were too many times where they rolled out lineups with Severe Wheeler at the point, Lance Ware at the five, and Oscar Shibway at the four, with Chris Livingston playing the three, and your offense doesn't work, and you're shocked that it's not working. Like hmm, you got 17 guys on the floor. They can't. Didn't we shoot. all say this last year in the preseason? Didn't yes. we all know this? I mean, we all knew Toppin, Oscar, Wheeler. If you put them out on the floor together, that that shit wasn't going to work. All right, I, I have one thing to drop here too. Um, there, yeah. there. I, I talked to a, a source uh, in the last forty-eight hours, and there's some injury concern also with Aaron Bradshaw in his foot. Okay, oh. so beyond the fact that you've only got seven dudes, um, and I think Aaron Bradshaw is probably your highest upside guy and maybe your most important player in a way um, because of his uh, his length, his athleticism, and his size up front. I think he's a four-man. I, I don't know. He probably wants to play the three. He'll probably end up playing a lot of five. 
uh, out of necessity right now, but whatever the case, he's super ultra talented. And, uh, and there's definitely some concern I'm told uh, in that Kentucky camp about Aaron Bradshaw and his foot injury. That's worrisome, especially when there's a big hole in the middle now. Yes. yes. Uh, and, and here's the thing. He doesn't want to be down there anyway, which doesn't help when you have foot problems and you're getting stepped on in the sec. That doesn't help. So a lot, a lot of concern there, a lot of concern there, but there are still options in the portal. I would be shocked if there's not two. Well, we'll go through them at the end of the show. There's yeah. not as many as you think. And, right. and honestly, you know, you're making up ground with a few of these dudes. Now you can do it. If you offer enough NIL, you can make up ground quickly. That's the one benefit uh, these days, but there's not that many impact dudes. And the thing is like Arthur Kaluma, he, he, he obviously withdrew today. Creighton transfer Kentucky's on his list. Uh, I put out there among three or four other schools. Well, Kaluma doesn't really fit what Kentucky needs. Only an experience, but he doesn't shoot it well. No, and no. that's what they need if they don't get Reeves. They need a shooter. Otherwise, honestly, they're going to have to throw a reach. Like, I don't think Wagner's a shooter. He, he's a scorer. I don't think Dillingham's a shooter. He's a scorer. So, Edwards, same thing. They need a shooter, and Reed Shepard's the closest thing they have to that. Hmm. Concerning times for Big Blue Nation. Hey, on the other side of the break, we'll head to the home of the defending national champions to stores. Is there cause for concern with UConn? Plus, the biggest winners and losers of this NBA draft withdrawal deadline day. All that and more coming up. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. Now, a word from AG1. For today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie, and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch, and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine then athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com backslash field six eight that's field six eight f-i-e-l-d the number six the number eight and you can get yours now so check it out and help support this show thanks We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark NBA Draft Withdrawal Deadline Special. Players have at the moment 34 minutes and 59 seconds or so to get their decisions in. As we come back from commercial break, the players that are left to still uh, that still have not put out their decision are Dylan Mitchell of Texas as well as Damian Baugh and Emmanuel Miller of TCU. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but let's turn to the defending national champions, the Connecticut Huskies. Andre Jackson, so long. Could be a first-round pick. Adama Sanogo, goodbye. Jordan Hawkins, we knew he was gone. But Jackson's news, the Swiss Army knife, the leader, the do-it-all, he defended at such a high level. UConn knows that Tristan Newton's coming back. They know they have one of the best recruiting classes in the country, and they know they've got Alex Caravan and Donovan Klingen. Jeff Goodman, are you concerned at all, though, about UConn heading into next year? Um, I am. I absolutely am. Like, I love Klingen, but I just think they lost so much um, of note. I mean, you think about it. You lost your, your three best players. You lost your three best players, period. There's no other way to say it. Um, Playing in could turn into better than Sonogo. We don't know yet. Um, but, you know, the the beauty of that team was they didn't have a great point guard situation with Tristan Newton. They didn't need it the way they played. Next year, I think they're going to need it. That's the difference. I think they're going to need it because, again, what do you have next year that, that like, Andre Jackson was the it dude. He just brought everything, the toughness, athleticism, defense, whatever. Jordan Hawkins just kind of made shots. He could get it going whenever you needed him to. Um, and, and obviously, Sonoga was a beast down low. He was a – their balance was really good. And I, I just – I'm worried. I'm worried because they've got nothing done in the portal. And they got a bunch of freshmen that, again, uh, Stephen Castle and so, Solo Ball, I, they're talented. But, again, they're freshmen. And I just don't know if now you can mask – those point guard deficiencies like he did last year. Define define yeah. worried. Hold on. Define like when you say you're worried about them, are you worried about them as like being outside the top 25? Are you worried about them with all yeah. like everyone yeah. has them like top yes. five, but yes. do you think that they're like not like the top 20-ish kind of a team? Define I think they worried. could fall outside the top 25. Yes. I think they could be a team that falls out, especially in that league this year. Wow. I don't think so on that one. No, I think it's possible if you look at the roster and the guys coming back. Donovan Klingon's a sophomore. Caravan, I know he redshirted half a year or whatever. He's technically a sophomore. Uh, it, Tristan Newton's like the old guy, and then you have five freshmen plus some sophomores. So th that's the thing that kind of worries me a little bit, especially playing in the league like the Big East, which is filled to the brim with old dudes. I mean, look what Villanova's done here lately. They're young. This might be a reset year with a chance of holding on to all these guys, not just this year, but the next year. It might be an every other year type of deal uh, for Hurley and crew. I mean, 
that would worry me if I'm picking something out, just the overall youth of this group. The the biggest thing that I'm worried about heading into the season is, is the leadership factor, right? Like Andre Jackson was a leader. He set a tone. Uh, Adama Sonogo um, set a tone, right? Like Jordan Hawkins, his toughness, like he didn't talk at all. Like that dude was silent. But he the the toughness that he played with, like the injuries that he played through, um, those guys were leaders. That was their team. And I don't know whose team it is going to be next season. My gut says that it's going to be Klingon and Caravan that kind of set that tone. I don't think Tristan Newton is that guy. He's not like he's just kind of this laid back, chill Southern dude. Um, but I'm not like I, so. What do they I, have I right now? So you're telling me they have Newton, Caravan, Klingon. Mm-hmm. And who's their fourth best returning player? That's not. They, they don't the really have. They don't have a fourth best Correct. returning player, but Correct. they have a top three recruiting class coming in, and a guy in Stephen Castle that can be your third best player as a freshman, and a bunch of pieces off the bench that are going to be able to fit. He'll and need to be. He'll I, need I don't, to be. Yeah, unless I don't, they get. I, and I don't think that they're done in the portal, but also like. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't think that they are a top five team right now. I think that they are probably like, Oh no, of course yeah, they're, they're not a in, top five team right now. But there, there's a bunch five. of people that have them ranked there. Like, so they, well, but that's, they're, that's ridiculous. I to mean, me, to they're me, in they're that like, top, they're, they're that top 10 to 15 range. Yeah, I think Marquette yeah. is the favorite yeah. to win the big East. I think UConn, I think Creighton, I think Villanova are kind of like that next tier. Um, you know, I, they're I, gun gun to head. I think that they like. I've had to bet my life on it. They'd be somewhere in the three to five seed range in the NCAA tournament. And I think you call that a successful season, considering what they lost. Like, I don't know if you call that a reset year, but like, if you're a top fifteen team and you're resetting, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about what the UConn program is, right? Like, it just they need know. Camp Spencer. Yeah, they need Camp Spencer. Yes, they need uh, Camp Spencer. Uh, they get Camp Spencer. We're having a very different conversation. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I don't know if UConn fans are going to love me after what I'm about to say. They're they're so young in an age of so many old teams. I I don't see a three to five seed, like just just because of circumstance, not because they're not talented, just because of circumstance with so many old teams. I think this is this is a seven eight nine. So as it stands, not because of talent, because of youth. Sorry, Panther. I'll go halfway. Okay, I'm going to say five or six if I had to put a seed on it, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that it's being fully accounted for just and and i'm not expecting it to be the kind of leader that donovan Klingon can be i I agree with that he wears it on his sleeve he takes a lot of pride in being at uconn he's one of connecticut's own look at what he did in the sample size that he had as a freshman there's Evidence to suggest that those figures are going to go up, but as the vocal leader, as that guy who sort of gets the nasty in them, I think he's got it in him. I really do. And I would say this. Alex Caravan is not your typical sophomore. That 21. Kid, yeah, that kid 21. is beyond his years. He plays the game like he's like 28 years old. He, he is a, a seasoned player for a sophomore. So as much as they are youthful with the, with the freshman class, and it's not like they have depth and experience, you do have your point guard back and you do have your front court intact. You got to have enough shot making on the perimeter, which has always been the question with Connecticut. We'll see. The, the, the the swing is going to be like just how good is Donovan Klingon? 
Does yeah. he come out and he's like an all Big East kind of a guy? Or does he come out and is he, he like? I'm not worried about him. I'm not like worried a about second him. team, first team All American. Like, are we talking about him in the same sentence Maybe. as Zach Eady and Armando Baycott and Hunter Dickinson Maybe. as the best big man of college basketball? Because if that's true and he does it all in the defensive end and you got all these athletes and all this length and all this size, like they could be a top five defense in college basketball. And then you just got to be good enough on the offensive end. And if they get Cam Spencer, I think they will be. We can move on. Sorry. Let's move on here because we're at 11.32. We're on the field of 68. It's after dark. Right now you're looking, folks, at about 27 minutes or so. Uh, you've only got a couple left in terms of the, the decisions to be made public. A couple of the, the TCU guys as well as Dylan Mitchell uh, over at Texas. But let's talk about winners and losers from the day. It's been a wild day. I mean, this has been a day that started all the way back at 8 a.m., Eastern time. So in terms of some of the winners here, I'll give you the pool of teams. Michigan State won today with Jaden Akins and A.J. Hogarth. Illinois is a huge winner today huge with Carolina Coleman, Hawkins, Creighton, Villanova, UCLA with Adin Bona, FAU. We get to that amazing storyline. T.O., I heard you say huge winner. Illini. Why? Got to be. I mean, Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins, it's huge. And not only that, they're in a running for a couple of other really, really good players. So that certainly helps. But to get Hawkins back uh, another year under his belt playing for uh, everybody's favorite head coach, Brad Underwood, I, I, Brad. Think that's, I, I think that's uh, I think that's huge. Daddy Brad, buy the T-shirt, uh, Field of 68 shop. Uh, I, I just feel like that that roster, once again, there's more continuity. I think Terrence Shannon was one of the more surprising names to come back because I think like he had a shot uh, to get paid some guaranteed money in the NBA. That, that, that was, was close, one of the more – Hawkins was close to leaving, really close. And, and understandably so. I mean, Jeff, 6'10", has the ability to shoot it a little bit, handle it a little bit. Like there's, He just oozes NBA tools and potential – being that size and with his skill level, it's just, you know, is he able to make the right decisions all the time? I'm not quite sure if that's the case on the floor. So it, it, you have to be happy if you're an Illini fan and uh, tr Trevor should be thrilled. So the the thing about this Illinois team to me is that in, in an ideal world, you have a guy in Terrence Shannon that can be your point guard, your lead handler, and you have a guy in Coleman Hawkins that can kind of be like, your secondary complementary creator. Um, I kind of think about like Tristan Newton and Andre Jackson. It's not two typical point guards, but you have two guys that can kind of create stuff. I think about the North Carolina team that played Theo Pinson at the three, where you had uh, Marcus Page and you had Joel Berry and you had Theo Pinson. You had multiple guys that could create. On paper, that looks great for Illinois. On paper, I think Luke Goody coming back, Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers, those guys all had moments where they kind of popped last year, right? I think some of the the transfers they got coming in, the uh the kid from Oregon, the Gary kid, um Mark um Marcus, I'm blanking on his last name right Marcus now. Marcus Domask from Southern Marcus Domask coming in. Like they have a bunch of length, they have a bunch of athleticism. This this looks like a Brad Underwood team. On paper, everything works. On paper, everything looked great last year too. I just I worry about a team that was inconsistent last season, bringing back those same inconsistent guys and trying to say, okay, we're going to run it back and expect an entirely different outcome. 
uh, the talent's there. Like, I think if you look at the the players that they have on paper, like this is a, a team that should be top 15-ish in the country. That yeah. should be not quite in the same conversation, but like nudging up in that conversation with Michigan State and Purdue in the Big Ten. But I, I just, I bought into them so hard last year and it didn't necessarily work out great. So I might as well just do it again, right? Like, are we just going to go all in on the Illini? Just roll, roll with the uh, the Coleman Hawkins roller coaster. Roll the Terrence Shannon roller coaster. I'll tell you this: if we get uh, if we get the Virginia Terrence Shannon, the Las Vegas Terrence Shannon, Illinois is going to win the national title, guaranteed. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. if we get if we get directional school Coleman Hawkins in every game, <laughs> they didn't have a point guard. You, you know who else didn't have a point guard last year? UConn. The Villanova Wildcats, baby. Ooh. They have now loaded up, man. They're the biggest winners. They are the biggest winners of today, of the portal season, of all of it. Because Ooh, I don't know about that. All of it. They have NIL now. They kept Justin Moore, number one, with NIL. They went and they got TJ Bamba from Washington State. Uh, a, a New York native who comes in and gives them kind of that with that scoring wing kind of old school game. Uh, they go and they get Akeem Hart, a veteran from Maryland who will be a really good piece. They get Lance Ware who barely played You know, didn't do much at Kentucky. He'll be a good piece. You got Eric Dixon back. Mark Armstrong is your kind of point guard. If he's good enough, if not, you play more at the point. And Oh, by the way, you just got Tyler Burton, um, who withdrew today or withdrew yesterday, uh, committed today to Villanova. Uh, terrific player uh, from Richmond. Not a alpha dog, but but a terrific wing, skilled, uh, athletic. He'll be great. They, you know, like, honestly, Neptune went from having nothing last year at the start of the season to honestly being loaded now and, and having everything he needs to maybe win the, the Big East this year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. This is something that, and and you guys are, are well-sourced to talk to people, um, that Villanova, the moment that they got knocked out of the Big East tournament, if not before, two, three weeks before, the wheels had been turning on this for weeks, if not months of, all right, Look at what they did out in Portland. The moment that they went over out of the film was the moment of this is not going well. It's probably not going to end well. And we need to move fast because we are Villanova and expectations are high there now. The the expectation has changed. Last this past year, disappointing in every way. To bring in Baker Dunleavy to run the NIL stuff. Yeah, did he ask you for? Did you give any money for Villanova's NIL? Did they ask you for any money, Fana? No, he donated to Seton Hall. Just Seton Hall? You're only allowed to donate to Seton Hall? I heard it was Georgetown. I don't give money. I only only carry water. You give water to Cooley. (laughs) I carry plenty of water. My water has not donate money. I only carry water. My water has not broken yet. Whoa. Having said this, having said this, um, Rob, compose yourself. Uh, here's the thing. I missed you, Fanta. I missed you. Thing. I, I missed you too. Here's the thing. I'm I'm with you, Jeff. I think that this is a top three team in the Big East. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. Could be a top fifteen team in the country. In fact, I'd probably put them 14, 15 right now. Yeah. And here's the thing: 
they don't need Tyler Bird to be their alpha. No, no. no. no Justin Moore, like I don't think I think we all thought, oh, Moore's gonna come back and he'll be he'll be pretty good or he'll be okay. No, no, no. He came back. He had Villanova playing as well as anybody going into March this past season. It just faded at the end. Having him run the show, Eric Dixon is a killer, guys, in, uh, on the interior. I mean, he he's a he's bull. A, he's an alpha. It, oh, he's, he's they're an all alpha. old. Look he's at how alpha. old they are as a team. Mm-hmm. They're old. They're old and switchable. And they yes. have multiple ball Here's, handlers on the floor at all times now. I, I have I have two I have two major concerns. Well, no, I don't want to say major concerns, but I have two concerns that like I kind of I need to see how these things develop. One, I am not convinced that Justin Moore at the point guard spot is the answer to any situation. I think he needs someone to to compliment him back there. So to me, like you need Mark Armstrong to to take a leap. You need right, him. I don't he can. He can. Yeah. You don't need him to be an all-conference guy. You don't need him to be Jalen Brunson. You don't need him to be Archie Diakono. You need him to be a 12-4 and four guy that on the nights when you need a big night, he can get you 22, 23, like every third night. He can make plays on the road. He can be a guy that can disrupt stuff. You need Mark Armstrong to take a leap. The other thing is, and I said this last year too, Jay Wright, what made him special as a basketball coach was his ability to teach the game and his ability to get guys to play the way that he wanted to play after having them in his program for two, three, four, sometimes five years, right? Kyle Neptune, we don't know. Like, I, I like Kyle. I, 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 want, I want him to succeed. We don't know what he is as a teacher of the game yet simply because we haven't had a chance to see it. The one year we've seen as a head coach, it's two of his three top guys were injured at the start of the year. That's he right. never had a fair chance to kind of get it going. So – we need to see what Kyle Neptune is and how quickly he can get all of these guys and all of these new pieces. You know, let's just call it what it is. If they have seven guys in their rotation right now, 57% of their 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 lineup is going to be new pieces coming in. So we need to see what Kyle Neptune can be. This is this is a big year for Kyle, I think. And I'll tell you this much. I had my doubts about going him his ability to go into portal and get that done. He proved me wrong there. And I would love to see him prove me wrong. The Big East is better when Villanova is is great. It just is, and they got a chance to be it. I'm very excited about what this team can be, and I live outside Philly. Let's go! Come on, I, I need I need that local team to be good. When's the last See, time you were at a Villanova game? Uh, I didn't go last year, but uh, no, I didn't go the COVID year, so probably 2019. You don't even go. No, I mean, let's face it, you don't even leave your house. <laughs> I've I've, pro- I've been to, since I moved up here. I've probably been to like eight Villanova games. But he, does, I mean, was, he gets to games. Yeah, I was he gets to games. To games. Look, not all of us out. can go to Fairfield, New Hampshire, and think that we're doing our job. Okay, we drag no, no, him no. out to to you know Austin, my, Texas, and Kansas, Kansas State, and he's got to run it by his wife. And <laughs> I did, I do, I, I hey Goodman. Some of us actually have families we care about. Okay? <laughs> didn't you cover? <laughs> not all, not all of us can build every trip around going to Bloomington. All right. <laughs> didn't you cover Manhattan and Man? Didn't you cover Manhattan and Manhattanville? Yes. <laughs> oh, I think I did. I yeah, did. did. Yes, I did. You it was did. Like the day it was the day of the Champions Classic. They moved the time for me. <laughs> hey, I got a I got a winner for you guys, and nobody is talking about them at all. Nobody is talking about them. Nobody. Michigan State. Nobody is talking about them. Everyone's talking about Villanova. Everyone's talking about Zach Eady. Everyone's talking about Illinois. Everyone's talking about UConn. Nobody is talking about the fact that AJ Hogarth's back. Jaden Nakins is back. 
Where were they going to go? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where the hell were these dudes going to go? Like, yeah, that, where were they going to go? They weren't going no, anywhere. Tell me how many teams in college basketball have a better backcourt than Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogard, and Jay Nakins. Where were they going to go? It's like the guy from uh, Nebraska, the little two guard. What's his name? Kelsey Tominaga. Tominaga. Like, he's like, I'm back. Like, you left? <laughs> Every, <laughs> hey, everybody wants attention these days. I mean, that's why 242 going? players were in the, you know, early entries were in there when, honestly, there should have been about 50 or 75 of them total, yeah. right? I mean, there's probably, you know, 20 that are locks, and then you want to put another 20 or 50 that go through the process, that's fine. But again, we're in a different era now, man. We're in a different well, I mean, era. that's that's Damn the it. thing is literally two years ago, we had 90 or 100 players leaving early, right? And yep. we are now in an era where second-round picks are coming back. That wasn't happening two years ago. Oh. Like, right, like that, That's yeah. the thing. Guys, that could, if you could get... If you could get like a two-way, if you had a shot at get not even a guaranteed spot, if you had a shot at getting a two-way, you were leaving because bare minimum, you could get like a 50K camp guarantee and go make a G League roster somewhere and bank like 120K. And now you have these guys coming back because they can kind of make that and get there with NIL stuff. Just and get, it's okay. Hey, can, I, can I give one piece of advice to any kid watching right now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Get a contract. Get a contract from the collective, whatever it is. Get a contract this year. Too many kids didn't get it last year. A lot year. of false promises. A lot of false promises. Can we answer uh, this question? All right. And don't and don't let the agent take twenty percent. No. Get him 20%. down. Twenty percent. Dudes are dudes are swindling twenty percent. Twenty percent for nil oh. bullshit. Like, come on, hey, come that's on. Bullshit on the agent's part. Highway robbery. I have an idea, have an idea of agents. which agents are doing that. Yes. I have an idea. Oh boy. Most I of have them an are. idea. Most of them are. The low level ones. The the big boy, they're not taking 20%. A lot of them aren't even charging them. Right. They don't need for it. For the NIL. They're not, yeah, they're not charging. You don't the charge NIL. them on the NIL because the 4% on that first NBA contract is going to be right. way bigger than 20% exactly. on any NIL shit that you're getting. Right. Now, now before we continue on, because I, I want to hit on some losers of the day, um, I, I did want to ask this question. So knowing that with Michigan State, if we're talking about Purdue, Final Four, or bust, if we're talking in that column, I mean, does Michigan State follow that for you guys? Are you are you more bullish on Purdue heading into next season, or, or are you in a class where you're actually more bullish on Tom Izzo and perhaps his best remaining chance 
to win a title in his career. I, I'm I'm more bullish on I'll say it. I'm more bullish on Michigan State. I think Michigan State is look, it's Duke, Kansas, whatever order you want, probably Kansas Duke for one, two in the country. I think Michigan State is probably number three for me. I love so their guards. Deep, man. I love so their backcourt. Malik Hall is 37 years old and he's yeah. going to be back for another season. Um the, the the Booker kid that's coming in, I think is Xavier Booker. Yeah, he's gonna like he's in such a great situation where he's got like nine different guards that is, are gonna be able to set him up for situations where literally all you gotta do is catch it and dunk it. Right. They probably gonna have be the best there. athlete. They probably have the best athlete in college basketball next year in Cohen Carr. Yes. Coming into like, they can wait. just go in and just do stuff. Like and, and we're, look, we're, we're talking Fears about great guards. We haven't even great said Jeremy Fears' name. Like that, that look, college basketball is at the end of the day a guards game. Look at the teams that win national titles. They have multiple playmakers, multiple point guards. Michigan State's got thirty-seven of them, and they also got big guys, and they got depth, and they got that guy named Tom Izzo in, uh, on the bench. And, Jer- just- and Goodman talked about him. Jeremy Fears is really, really good. And he's mm-hmm. going to have time to figure it out if he just hangs around. Like that kid's talented. Well, they can withstand injuries. They're always right. like, I feel like Michigan State's always injured, right? Don't you feel like every year yeah. they're banged up? So and- now, to be honest, somebody gets hurt for five, 10 games, it, it might be a blessing in a way because Izzo can keep somebody else happy. Like Booker is going to take time, guys. Mm-hmm. He's going to take time. Like, don't be surprised if, if Xavier Booker plays like five minutes. The first couple of games. Well, that's that's why that's what's great about this team is like they don't have to they don't have to rush the freshmen nope. along. Like Kentucky's got to rush their freshmen along and figure it out. They're going to take some lumps along the way, right? Duke last year had to rush their freshmen along. They took some lumps early in the season. Michigan State doesn't have to do that. Like Xavier Booker could just come in and do his job. Go out there and be an athlete for 10 to 12 minutes. Catch a couple of dunks. You're going to get on some highlight reels, and we're going to build you up to being a guy that can get 20, 25 minutes and be an impact player. That's, kinda, that, that's what the, the best teams trajectory. do right now. Yeah, the same trajectory as Derek Lively last year. Yes. Like you have guys in that spot to where like after a while, like you can eventually turn into that guy middle of February and then you have him through the tournament. Mm -hmm. Michigan State's a legit Final Four contender. Yeah. I love what you said about injuries because Izzo is the king of kid gets hurt, um, preparing to not have him for the rest of the season. And he plays like (laughs) – he suits up two weeks later, or, you know, seven days later. Like, Tom is – he's like that. But they always – you're right, Goodman. They always have an injury. Yep. Hey, can I can I give you guys – can I give you guys three more winners that we have to touch on, even if it's just for like a minute here? Yeah. Number one, Creighton. Trey Alexander coming back, massive. Ryan Kalkbrenner coming back, massive. That team is going to compete for a Big East regular season title this year. UCLA gets a Dean Bona back massive for them. That team is really interesting in the Pac-12. And last one, Goodman, FAU. Yes. Gets back, Janelle Davis. Gets back, Elijah Martin. Didn't lose anybody in the portal. Like, honestly, I think you said this on our Transfer Portal show. I don't think there's a bigger winner in the portal than Florida Atlantic not losing anybody, keeping that team together in the field of 68 tip-off. It's going to be I, – I am so excited to get the Bucker Raton. That is going to be how hard that so was fun. for Dusty May, right? To go out there, you almost had to go to the Final Four to be able to do it, to be able to sell those kids on the fact that how close they were. Let's run it back and see with everybody back for the most part. But everybody's going after them. They don't have the 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 resources to be able to pay and and match. And usually, 
you know, if another team's going to offer a couple hundred grand more, those kids are going to say, hey, you know what? I love you, coach. Love everything you've done for me. But, man, I got to go. Well, it never got to that point because these kids never even explored it. They never even – they didn't put their names in. They, did, they put it out there immediately. We are not going anywhere. So don't even bother calling us. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's turn here as we get to the final stretch. Jeff, the decision today that puzzled you. Um, boy, I, I don't, you know, today that puzzled me, I got a couple that kind of surprised Justin Powell at the end puzzled me a little bit. Washington state. That one didn't make sense. I would say he was all, he was all out of immediate transfers. That was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Betty Ako puzzled me may not be drafted at all. He should have went back to Alabama. He kind of yeah. had a hell of a year this year and, and Alabama again, would he, he would have played all the minutes up front. Yeah. He would have played he all the minutes, and then the, the, the kid's Canadian, right? Yeah, I don't know where he's from originally. He's from know. Canada, and they're playing. They, they're playing a game up in, up in right. Toronto against Purdue just Correct. to have the opportunity to help him out. And the one who who he was talking to, but oof. the one that I'd like to you know give some advice to make a different decision is is Jet Howard. Jet, like your dad needs you, man. He needs you so bad. <laughs> Not for you, for your dad. Correct. Not for you, for everything, for, for all those diapers that he changed of yours, for all the money he's given you over the years, for all those long talks, for all the, the times he sat in the bleachers watching you play AU ball. Like, go back, man. Like, take care of your dad. His team is not good right now. Over, under, on, oh, hey, over, under on how many diapers Juwan Howard changed. Yeah. All right. Zero. Ask over, under on zero. <laughs> well, for that matter, the rest of the the rest of our cast here. How many? I changed some diapers. No, I, I was not good at it, but I changed. I, I changed. Diapers. I changed a shit ton of diapers. Yeah, see, a shit ton. There uh, you go. Yeah. Hey, you know what's interesting? Like, and and I know you might laugh, but I genuinely think the Pac-12 is set up to have some juice to it heading into next season. That's kind of my takeaway from some of the recent developments. No. No. What about Colorado? When Does you say Pac-12, when you say Pac-12, I say Arizona, and then immediately I just think of something that makes me, yeah. You've come around on that, though. You gave it one sleep, and now you're starting to think Arizona, <laughs> backcourt depth. They've got pieces. Tommy Lloyd can get them to run up and down the floor. This team has potential. I don't know. I need some gummies. That's what I need. I need some comments. <laughs> Theo, what's your reaction? We didn't ask you yet, Terrence. On Caleb Love to Arizona, what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it because I think Tommy Little coached the heck out of it. And, and not only that, you have guys on that roster that you can give the ball to whenever Caleb Love just doesn't. He goes off and does Caleb Love things. Exactly. He's going to be coached differently. And Hubert Davis, his method obviously didn't work to Caleb Love's benefit and North Carolina's benefit for the type of player he was. Maybe a change of scenery and a guy that's a little bit tougher uh, will help Caleb Love. And I think that's that's it's possible. I think it's possible, especially Jaden Bradley. You know, slow it down a little bit. He's played fast before. Arizona's going to play fast. I, I think there's a chance that it could work. Plus. You have some guys around that are willing to do the other things. Pele Larson will do the other things. Kylan Boswell will do the other things. I just, I, I'm not mad at it. I think if the, it's a much better fit than Michigan, and I think it's a better fit for him than North Carolina. That's because he's, he's going to be in a system like Tommy Lloyd. As much as they 
get up and down, and as much as they play fast, there there is a, a structure to what they do that is significantly more than what North Carolina was, and what I assume uh, would be the role that Caleb Love would play at a on a Michigan team where there's like nothing else, right? Like they get up and down the floor, they run those pick and rolls, and they run stuff through the big guy, right? And to your point, Tio, this was the most important thing that you said. If Caleb Love doesn't do what Tommy Lloyd asks. If he goes off script, yeah, you know yeah. what happens? He's going to get parked on a bench because Kylan Boswell is a stud and Jaden Bradley is a very good player. So, yeah. uh, and and here's the thing. Boswell, he, he's a fine shooter, right? I don't know if he's a great shooter. Um, Jaden Bradley needs to prove the way that, prove that he can make shots from the perimeter. Um, now you got a guy that can make shots. And the most important thing for Arizona next year is going to be having guys that can make shots because you got a dude that averaged 18 and nine in Umar Balo, despite the fact that he had the, uh, the big, I'm blanking on the kid's name. What's his name? Zulus Tubelis. I don't know. I can't even, honestly, I can't even focus anymore. Oh, come on. I didn't sleep last night. I haven't slept in a few nights. This has been really hard for me. Oh, multitude of reasons. Okay. Okay. For a multitude of reasons. Of which some have already been discussed. You're so su- you're oh, so sunburned. You can't you lay s- on your bed sheets. That's the problem. Yeah, we gotta get your little aloe vera. No, the hard part is too. I have the all these nephews that went to Michigan. So now, like, the Uncle kid Jeff? couldn't get it. He he couldn't get into Michigan, but he just flies into Arizona. So it it just kills the value of my education. Well, um, that's that's what kills it. No, just- <laughs> it took you just- six and a half years to get an undergrad degree. Five and doctors, a half. Five doctors, and a half. Five doctors and a half. have. Th- there are surgeons that spent less years in college than you did right now. No, right I'm now practicing this. Trevor, Trevor Valise is making the YouTube video for the morning. Goodman's nephews to blame all caps for education. <laughs> and what you're also saying is, is that you don't sleep in May. Not when Caleb Love commits to Arizona, I don't. Uh, one team we have not hit on. I got to get your thoughts because they do huge traffic. All right, Jeff, Debo Davis. He's coming uh, Debo. back. Jordan yeah, Walsh is staying in the draft. How good will Arkansas be? Well, I mean, they're going to be good because Musk can coach. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he can he can coach a new group better than just about anybody, right? He's so used to it from his NBA days to obviously doing it at Nevada and and now at Arkansas consistently. I just, I don't know if I'm all in on them just because again, they don't have great shooters. You know, you look at who they've added. LL is not a shooter. Khalif battle, not really a shooter. Tremont Mark, not a shooter. Menfield from, from Washington's not a shooter, but they got, man, they got talent. They got talent. They got experience. They got Musk coaching them. You know, I think I got them somewhere around 10 in the preseason. You never write off Arkansas. That's what no. you learn. You never write them off because they're going to make a run. They're going to peak at the end of the year. We're going to question them early because uh, they're going to have some bad losses. And and again, they're going to be good when it matters. But just put them in the uh, second weekend. Just put them in the second weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably Wait, right. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, before you do that, let me just say one thing, Fanta. The yep. thing that is that that Must does better than anybody in college basketball is find guys that can win one-on-one matchups and put them in situations where they can exploit those matchups. Oh, so that's NBA what he guy. did. Yeah. That's what he did to beat Kansas. That's what he did to make his past NCAA runs. That's how he has been able to have success late in the year, every year he's been there. I'm not 100% convinced 
that he has a roster full of guys that can win those one-on-one matchups this season. There are good players. There are good scores. I don't see the kind of overwhelming, like you just look at a guy like Anthony Black and say, throw him in the post, we're going to figure it out. You look at a guy like Nick Spinth and say, he's a bucket getter. You look at Ricky Council, how athletic he is. Yeah, you can clear out, get him on a switch so a five's guarding him, let him get downhill, get to the rim. I don't see those matchups um, and and those those uh, those guys that can win those matchups. Fanta, I know there's some breaking news. Go ahead. There is some breaking news. Reports out there. Dylan Mitchell of Texas has withdrawn from the NBA draft. He will head back to the Longhorns for next season. Any reaction to this news? Obviously, a versatile, explosive player just wasn't able to put it all together offensively this past year. I, I talked to him earlier tonight, and. Um... He had a tough decision. He he was he was very torn, um, but you know I think he was a guy who un- he's so smart and he understood he was going to be drafted somewhere in the the early part or mid part of the second round, and he felt like with another year and being able to play in the wing, that's the big thing. Is right now Texas doesn't have a wing, and ultimately if he can pair with Tyrese Hunter and Max Asmus, and then you have Disu and Chedrick up front, can Dylan Mitchell become a a competent three-point shooter? Can he? That's the big – he's got to shoot it. He's got to have confidence in it and shoot it. And it may not go in early, but I think ultimately the kid's super talented. He's almost too selfless, and he was last year. He's got to be a little bit more um, selfish next year. Um, But I love Dylan Mitchell. I hope it works out, and I think he made the right decision here. Yeah, I, he absolutely did. And and the one thing I will say about him is this. John Henson, who is on our network, has has known him for a while. They're both from the Tampa area. Um, and I believe Dylan played for his AAU team when he was like 15, 16 years old, something like that. Goodman, correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah. Um, he raves about Dylan Mitchell, about what he is as a player, about what he did not have the opportunity to show last year when he was at Texas, uh, raves about him as a kid. And... Uh, John Henson's been around, man. Like he played on some really good North Carolina teams. He played on some really good teams in the NBA. He played for 11 years in the NBA. He knows a thing or two about good basketball players. So if he's going to say, and he's also not the kind of guy that's going to BS us. So I'm going to be, I'm very interested to see what Dylan Mitchell can be in with another year of seasoning in college with maybe a more expanded, more confident role offensively. Um, I think there are going to be good things coming. And I'm excited to see this Texas team, man. Like, I I, re- I really like the pieces that they've put together with this group. I think they could be really good. They're going to be able to get any shots up with Ace missing the, in the fold and Hunter in the fold? I like think they, they will. Like the only thing is, is like, I thought he was – I thought he was be better suited in the pros. I, really? Okay. So, listen, I, I talked to a bunch of NBA GMs about him, and, and, and they were all like, he should go back. Because they felt like he might not be ready – while it, he'll be in the G League, we know, next year yeah. if he went to the pros. While he may get more time with a shooting coach, the the it'll be harder for him playing against grown men right now in the G League. That part will be more difficult. The time and practice and development will be beneficial, but it might hurt him and his confidence playing against grown men in the G League. Yeah, and he needs – like he, I don't think he's a guy that necessarily needs – reps with the jump shot as much as he needs 
reps in live game action and figuring out how to do this stuff that he does in practice and have that translate over to a basketball game. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying, T.O.? Like, sounds I, like I, it sounds like a perfect G League opportunity. He needs confidence. He needs confidence. That's but what see, he but, needs. but when you're in the G League and you're one of those guys, every play is for you. You're going to find confidence, so they're just going to force it to you. But if you're not ready for it, if you're not ready for it, and those are men. But athletically, are, he's ready for it. Athletically, he's not. Is he ready? Like, I don't know. I mean, I just – you may be right. It, he, I think he had one of the tougher decisions. Here's what I would say. It, it was a tough decision. I, I I tend to lean the other way because of what he needs. But, but I'm not sure he's going to get at Texas. But here's the I, problem. Here's the one problem. If he goes 42, that NBA GM doesn't have anything invested in him. It's not point. on that GM's resume of like, I got – if he gets it out of the second-round pick, that's great. Right. But if he doesn't, no big deal. If, if he picks him next year – and he plays his way at 22, it's yeah. a different ball game. That so the, the investment, that's the the to me, the biggest thing is in a year from now, Tio, even if he has another year, kind of like he had this past year, maybe a little bit better, he's yeah. still going to be drafted 30 to 45. That's a good point. That's a good point. And now there's actual profit. There's actual benefit that goes beyond just raising your stock. Yeah. For those players there there is the player that can come back and that frankly that's the the clear best avenue because they're not going to be a pro but there's also the side of a guy who's going to be a pro in dylan mitchell who also can the, going back to college can be his best route he can improve his stock he could continue to get educated and he could potentially make some dough as well down in austin so i mean that's that's the interesting layer to this We've passed midnight. Uh, I have a couple. Damian Baugh at TCU. Paul Mulcahy at Rutgers. So, like, nothing public from some of these characters. Um, the, the list comes out in the morning, so, I mean, or, or might come out shortly. We're, we're going to find out. If, if you're a player who did not announce before midnight, what were you doing today? I mean, you probably you made your decision, but like maybe they just don't care about announcing. No, well, um, TCU, they're on, they're in different. They may not know it's Eastern time. <laughs> what never know. Never, hey, stranger things have happened, boys. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> you know, Jeff, I was thinking about it because, like, T.O., I'm sure we're talking about college kids here. We're talking about, you know, the, uh, not just the kids, but it's not like these circles, not all these circles have the brightest bulbs. That's right. That's right. You know? I, I am waiting. I know T.O.'s circle back when he played, you know. Yeah, well, you had a <laughs> I do that circle. Yeah. You had a smart circle, Terrence. I did. Terrence, no, I'm not killing Tio's parents. No, I would never do that. <laughs> hey, Tio, I, I do want to hear this from a former player. Yeah. And Rob, sorry. I know you played too. Uh, Ter- <laughs> Don't give him that. <laughs> he, got, he, he got kicked off of Vassar four times. We can't just keep calling Megan, him a player. Megan, do we give it? Do we give hey, it to him? Hey, do you, have, do you have any school records, Tio? Because I, ha- I have yeah, school I do. records. Do you have any do. school records? What do you got? Most points in overtime. <laughs> Is that your that's your school record? No way. He, he also points most points in overtime, and then I have most threes as a freshman. How many points in overtime you get? You get? I get fourteen. Wow. Lowest twelve or fourteen. Lowest or fourteen. Percentage. Twelve or fourteen. Lowest career dunk percentage she also has. I, I got a school record 50% too. Fifty percent dunker. Fifty percent dunker. Tio, I got a school record too. You took your skate off and stabbed a guy like the like <laughs> Billy Madison. Terrence, I wish, I man. Know. I wish. I've thought about doing that to Goodman. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. He's wearing the T-shirt of Carl to Charles. I got, I got some. I got a little bit of news. It yeah, looks news. like. 
well, it's not news news, but uh, it looks like we will um, we will have the uh, Ray J. Dennis uh, announcement tomorrow live on the field of 68. You going to put that in Dagan's schedule or? No, we're just going to tell him tomorrow at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll wake him up. We'll wake him up um, at some hey, point. Hey, Goodman, that's a perfect segue for the biggest, the, the five biggest names left in the portal. Ray J. Dennis is the big one. We'll deal with that announcement tomorrow. Grant Nelson, 6'11", super athlete, like really, really fun player that was at North yep. Dakota State last year. Um, Olivier Kamwa, Tennessee transfer, pulled his name out. Arthur Kaluma, we talked about him a little bit. Kentucky's in the mix there. And Cam Spencer, who – UConn. UConn. I am pulling from Riverside. Zion pulling. Olivier Kamwa, did you say him? Yep. Yep, we said – yep, we have him. Tyron Lawrence, Lawrence from Vandy. Tyron yep. Lawrence, yeah, Vandy. So they're about – there are probably about nine or ten players right now that can be impact changers at the high major level, and that's about it. Hey, but we are into June, and those things are happening. So it means, I mean, this the, there's no such thing as an off season. This has been two plus months of endless news. Yeah, it's yeah. just how it is. I wanted to ask Terrence this question from the players' perspective, Terrence. When you look at the climate of these kids and the choices that they are making. And, and to that end, the, the circle that we just spoke about and having the right people around you, and, and if you're a tweener, if you're trying to figure out your way, you talk to some of these kids throughout the season. What would you tell them right now, uh, especially like those guys a year from now who are going to go through this stuff, of what you think that they need to be most aware of as a player? Just get as many, ask as many people as possible so you don't just get one point of view. And now that you have access to all these different people and there's not just one, like, for example, I had one agent that I was listening to because we, we didn't have access to all the information. Uh, what was it? 15 years ago that the kids do now. You had so one agent. I, I had one agent and he was the guy that was telling us everything and it was wrong. A lot of the stuff he, he was telling us was wrong. So like, just make sure that you double check some of the information that's being fed to you. Cause a lot of times guys will just say certain things to get you to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you see this stuff talking to these kids, talking to these agents of, of getting bad information. Well, it used to be, I mean, I remember talking to a kid named Chris Taft years ago, played at Pittsburgh and, uh, and literally told me, he said, I made the mistake. I, I listened to the mock drafts. That's why I came out and the mock drafts were so bad. And, and some of them are still so bad. They're so conflicted. Um, you know, certain people who do them are, you know, taking money from all over the place. And, uh, you know, it's just not good. But but other guys do it the right way. Other guys try. But, again, whoever's doing a mock draft, none of this shit is, is, is really accurate. I mean, look at last year with Paulo and, and Jabari Smith. Like, nobody knew. So oh, 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 oh contraire, Goodman. <laughs> Tio's awake. It's it's twelve oh nine, and Tio is. I mean, I don't know what you had before you came out tonight. It's a minor miracle. I've got the sniffles. That's the problem. I have. I got some cough medicine. What do you guys make of Rob's tan? Rob's tan. He's like white as a ghost, isn't he? (laughs) It's just the lighting. It's It's not the lighting. Just lighting. Yeah, you wouldn't go outside. We went to the pool. We went to the pool in Vegas. We walked out. <laughs> what did you say, Dagan? How about the eyebrows? The eyebrows are looking good right now. They're actually kind of getting – I'm getting some white hairs in the eyebrow. I did trim off – no one – look, 
you want to know how I know I don't have any real friends on the field of 68. There was one white hair I had in my beard that was growing out and nobody told me about it. And now it's in the AG one ad that we have. That's going to run throughout (laughs) the entire summer. So all you was going to see is the one white hair I have in my beard. No one told me about it. You guys are my friends. You had it all season. All season. You had it growing. None None of you are my friends. No. We don't pay attention to your beard hairs. That's not true. No, not true. I, 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 we barely I, I pay attention to you. you. I don't pay attention to your you, beard. Do you do your um, eyebrows? Do I do? No, I don't do anything to my eyebrows. But the 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 YouTube chat is uh, they're very weird about. But Dagan can explain it. I don't really understand. <laughs> We've hit. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The comment of the night. Ben from Kentucky. Says T.O. or Goodman is truly Donovan. <laughs> what they think it's T.O. or me? Yeah, yeah. Like I've I'm already said. Listen, I've already made it very clear. I'm not truly Donovan because <laughs> I would never hide behind an account. I mean, <laughs> I will put anything and everything out there. There's no way anybody could possibly think I'm truly Donovan. It yeah. makes no sense. Goodman is way, way, way too much of a attention whore to have a burger. It's very account. true. Very <laughs> true. There's, there's if no I know chance. something, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I know it. Well I know you know who Trilly Donovan is, so why don't you say it right now? Why don't you tell everybody who it I is? I don't. I really don't. I invited him on the show tonight. He said <laughs> I respectfully decline. Oh, yeah, man. we were gonna try to get Trilly on we're, we're, That's he, the big, the big news. The, the, the way that response is makes me think that Doster is right. That what? He oh, said, I respectfully decline. The Doster had a name off. off <laughs> yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say yeah. it. Don't say oh. it. Don't say All it. right. Yeah. Toast of the night. Toast of the night before we get out of here. Toast of the night. Let's start with Mr. Oglesby. Toast of the night. To the fighting Illini. Good for you guys. And we, we in another team, too, that we didn't mention that you said had the best uh, – portal season we yeah. didn't talk about kansas kansas it's not just hunter dickinson and timberlake uh arterio morris coming over yeah. getting a breath of fresh air and playing for bill self that's going to be really really interesting kansas was really good too but my toast goes the fighting Illini. <clears throat> excuse me and uh trevor go ahead doster uh my my toast is uh, so i'm i'm going a different direction with this uh one of our own is in a bad way um, oh yeah! Right now, I'm a jerk. Uh, Patrick Young is. Uh, I, I don't want to go into too many details, but uh, if you're the praying type, Patrick Young could use some prayers tonight. So, uh, Py, we're thinking about you, man. Keep fighting, keep pulling. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my best my dude in the world. Best dude yep. in the world. He's gonna he'll yep. get through it, man. That dude, what he's already been through, got through with a smile on his face. We're thinking of you, man. We're thinking of you, boy. Um. Mine's Zach Eady. I mean, to have the National Player of the Year back for another year and just how he's done it. Like, that's the part we haven't talked about enough, like how he's done it. He's worked for it. He's earned it. He's worked. He's gotten better. He's not one of those guys. Ooh, ooh, and, and Rob and I can attest to this, seeing him in West Lafayette sign autographs for every single kid. Like, he's appreciative of it. He enjoys it. And I think that's a part of the reason why he probably is back. Uh, in addition to the other things that I mentioned earlier, the, 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 it it was unbelievable being there because there was a line of people around the entire, like basically from midcourt on one side to midcourt on the other side, of people just lined up 
waiting for Zach Eady to come over and sign something and take a selfie with them. And he walked through and took a picture and signed whatever every single one of those fans wanted. Every single one of them. Didn't matter who it was, old, young, whatever. Every single person that was there waiting for him. And he does that after every single game. It takes him hours. Like we're, I'm talking like 60 to 90 minutes after every game just to make sure that any fan that wants a picture or wants an autograph gets the picture or autograph that they want. That Plus dude good. gets it. He is, he is. We got some so, really, I mean, there's some really so good, good for people. college basketball, man. Like we, we, we want people to be like ambassadors for the sport, right? We want people to be the face of the sport. Um, it didn't necessarily work out for Kentucky last year, but Oscar Sheway is just a wonderful dude. That's about the right things. That's who, Hey, we got a toast to Oscar, to be yeah, honest. Toast to Oscar, God. man. Because, man, that dude was so much fun to be around. That smile, always, like always. So, Oscar, man, what you did uh, for college hoops was yep. appreciated. Have a great professional career, man. Yep. Fanta, who do you got? 68 will always be fans of Oscar Sheepway. Who do you got, Fanta? I- I'm going to cheers to Villanova. I-, I knew it. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to – look, they haven't gotten a toast in over well over a year. Uh, so they're going to get a toast. I don't I, – I mean, they probably get wine on the main line over at Nova, not beer. Uh, but, Jay doesn't drink beer. There's no way Jay Wright drinks beer. So he, yeah. he's not toasting with beer. And neither does Kyle Neptune. I think both of them would have a glass of Merlot. Yeah, you're probably right. we got to find out from Neptune. What we got to find that out. I, I think for Neptune – Obviously, this is going to be a huge test for him now because the expectations are high. They they're going to have a loaded team. You wouldn't want it any other way. Right. But Justin Moore, guys, is just another great kid. Great kid gives good answers. Couldn't be nicer. Always giving of his time. Um, I, I think him coming back is good for the game. Eric Dixon is just I can't say enough. You know what also is good? He football. He could be a football. Hey. Benny, you know what else is good? Josh Hart's uh, Twitter account is is, is yeah. <laughs> look, is look, this dude, look, Josh. I understand how like sometimes it, the stuff from your brain goes to your fingers and you tweet it out and you put it out there directly. Every guy that's had kids has had the like the breast milk question. Like, would you taste the breast milk? Would you try it? You don't talk about that publicly. You can't put that out on your, your public Twitter account. Like that's something you have a conversation with, with the other dads, like in your group don't chats, admit you ever maybe had something don't privately. Admit you ever don't about admit it ever. What are you doing, man? Like, you didn't put it in your call. Hey, hey, look, Josh Hart needs <laughs> better what did dad you friends. <laughs> what did you just say? Y'all didn't put a little in your coffee? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't put a little in your coffee, Goodman? Oh, Jesus. Just just, just put a little in your rice. Put a a little in your dark roast. By the way, for the record. Gio's definitely had one of Goodman's gummies right now. That is confirmed. Where did that come from? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's going to do it for us. Um, For once. For once, I wasn't the one who's who set things off the rails at the end of the show. Right. For the record, this is an Omni Hotel, not a Motel 6 to the YouTube chat. And I am sleeping in that bed in about five minutes. <laughs> yes. Where are you? I'm in Atlanta for, a, for an award ceremony. And people were saying, does Fanta have two queen beds? Oh, you know, one of our commenters said, I haven't slept with my wife since 2010. I, I got news <laughs> for you. It's been 13 years. You should probably reassess your marriage. My fiance is not here, but 
Yeah, sometimes you get put in the room with two bets. I get all the. I ask for two queen bets. Why? You know why? I could throw all my shit down on one bed. It's easier. I don't need. I don't need a king bed if I'm by myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Goodman. It doesn't matter. Two queen beds, two king beds, whatever it has. Your room is a complete shit show within three hours of you showing up. Kind of true. Kind of true. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, for hey, Fanta. Fanta, I have a question. How did you decide you, which bed that you're going to sleep in tonight? How did you make that decision? I didn't really make. I mean, I normally like to go away from the door because if somebody came in, I'd have a little bit more time to get my ass up and beat them up. Um, I, like, you know, if some let's just say somebody tried to break in. It would being away from the door would give me more time <laughs> to fight them. To run away. Well, or to run away. Yeah. Or to run away. Where are you running? You're in a hotel room. Where are you going to run to? I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I just made the decision. There's no method to this madness. It just is what it is. Four How ten- would you fight oh. back? Would you fight back with the pillows? Like, what Enough. Are we- we'll, be, we'll, do another- <laughs> we'll do another We'll do another show on that maybe next week or the week after. For Terrence Oglesby, who I'm pretty sure thinks that the pump party was a totally different thing than what it actually is in the Final Four. And Jeff Goodman, as well as Rob Doster, I'm John Finn. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.